0: Good morning and afternoon everyone thank you for joining us today for agency nation radio we have a special live ask me anything recording with our diversity equity and inclusion expert kelly mcdonald Uh, a few housekeeping items just to address first our event today is being recorded and you will actually be able to stream this on the agency nation radio podcast during the week of the legislative conference and i was actually told this was our first ever webinar to live recorded session uh, second thing is if you have any questions because this is a live session, please utilize the chat function and we will be monitoring that and we'll make sure we get as many of questions as we possibly can. And then lastly is uh, Kelly has actually been very gracious and mentioned that she will be able to stay on our call a little bit longer. I know we utilize the block for 20 minutes and we understand for those of you that have to leave at the 20 minute mark. That's fine, but Kelly has been gracious enough to actually stay on a little bit longer and wants to make sure we can get to all of the questions that all of you may have. Um, before, we started this, before we start this uh, session, we actually wanted to launch a poll question uh, that will be coming up on your screen. And what it'll do is it'll help utilize and make our session as successful as possible so that we can get, and we know what type of membership we have. All right. So it looks like we have many of you that have already voted on this poll. Thank you so much. I'd just like to introduce myself. My name is Brandy Okita. I'm with FIA Insurance Services in Los Angeles. I'm honored to be the current chair right now for our Big Eye Diversity Council, and I've served on this council for the past six years. I would also like to introduce our special guest who really needs no introduction. Kelly McDonald is considered one of the nation's top experts in diversity, inclusion, leadership, marketing, the customer experience, and consumer trends. A few of her clients you may have heard of. They include brands such as Toyota, NASA, Nike, Harley Davidson, and Miller Beer. Kelly was named one of the 10 most book speakers in the US and ranked number one on the list of 25 hot speakers by Successful Meetings magazine. And you may have seen her as she's been featured on CNBC, she's been in Forbes magazine, Business Week CEO, you name it, she's been in there. Most importantly, Kelly is the author of four best best-selling books, including her newest book, It's Time to Talk About Race at Work, Every Leader's Guide to Making Progress on Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, which is one of the top best-selling business books in the U.S. In Kelly's free time, believe it or not, she does have free time, but she does enjoy boxing, so watch out. And as she mentioned, she's a big shopper for high heels, and as if her schedule is already packed enough, she's also learning to play the cello. So with that being said, Kelly McDonald.
1: Thanks for that nice introduction. Hello, everyone. I'm coming to you from Denver, Colorado, and I'm so excited to be here. I just want to say one thing about my voice before you're like, what is going on? Um, I'm not sick. I've tested negative for COVID for the last three days, but I was concerned. I feel amazing. But I did go to the Taylor Swift concert in Vegas last weekend, and I was shouting and screaming and singing along, and I just frankly lost my voice. So um, bear with me. Um, But anyway, let's take some questions. I mean, uh, Brandon, let's, let's talk about what we all came here to talk about.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And believe me, Kelly, your, your voice is perfectly fine. We can hear you loud and clear. So thanks. And I'm sure that Taylor Swift concert was well worth it.
1: Well, <laughs> I just don't want your attendees to think that I smoke six packs a day. Just... <laughs> so, <we're... laughs>
0: okay. so thank you in advance for those of you. We actually were receiving questions, Kelly, ahead of time, believe it or not, for our webinar. So we have many questions that came in. And as I mentioned earlier, we also will have the chat function available for those that want to ask any additional questions currently on this webinar. But yeah, if we can jump right into it, that's sure. okay with you. All right. So the first question is in regards to DEI in the workplace, which hey, believe it or not, it follows your <laughs> your book. Yeah. So the first question we had, it asked about the leadership within the agency and what's the best way to embrace DEI with our leadership.
1: The best way, um, and I, I did jot a few notes down, not because I want to sit here and read notes to you, but because I didn't want to forget anything that I feel is really important to say. I think the very best way to address DEI with your leadership is to come at it from the standpoint of the business metrics that have been proven over and over and over that diverse teams outperform non-diverse teams. That's a fact. There has never, ever been a study, not from a university, not from a think tank, ever, that shows that a non-diverse team, let's go with, let's say, all white, that a non-diverse team outperforms a diverse team. It's never happened. Diverse teams have been proven because they bring uh, diversity of thought, not only with diversity of experiences and di- diversity of perspective. So on every business metric that success is measured, whether it's profit, sales, customer retention, customer satisfaction, employee retention, employee engagement, even employee absenteeism. There's a study that wow. shows that those who work in diverse environments with diverse coworkers actually come to work more often. So. What I would do is I drive straight down the center lane on this topic of business because I'm not talking about activism. I'm not talking about social injustice or racial injustice. You can imagine that I feel very strongly about those and I have very strong opinions about those, but I'm having business conversations. And when you're having business, this is a great avenue to be driving on because it's all about what is gonna make us better. And then on top of that, you know, I like to ice the cake with, every organization of any size wants to do better and be better. And that's the way that I approach conversations like this with my clients and CEOs. They'll be like, you know, we've had unconscious bias, we've had this, we've had that kind of training, but you know, we don't know where to go from here. And a lot of it is like, no, it's, it's not about those specific things right now, it's about understanding how this can help move your business forward. And it's a competitive edge. And so that's the, that's the way I would approach leadership. If they're thinking that this is some sort of, we are the world, kumbaya, or any kind of anything like that, it's not. This is about how do we grow and how do we become more successful? And the answer is, diversify your team.
0: That's, you know, that's actually, I've just learned something right now. Thank you for bringing that up. And it's funny because one of the questions that you mentioned on that last comment you made, the next question that actually came in was, how do we actually present DEI within our agency without it coming off as, in their words, performative?
1: Huh. That's a great question, and I get that one a lot. So, whoever asked that, thank you so much. Um, the way to get around the way to get around embracing diversity without looking like it's just lip service or it's the flavor of the month, you know, performative is to actually walk the talk. And by that, I mean specifically get into your communities. Everyone on this call serves a local community. Get into those diverse communities and your your entree is how can we help, okay? There's not an organization or a group or a community that will ever turn away someone sincerely saying, we have not done a good job of, you know, supporting our LGBTQ plus community or our whatever. We want to fix that. How can we help you and then actually do it? You can't just write a little scholarship check, you know, for an underserved market or whatever, and then you go, okay, we did that. We're good. You really have to show up. And by showing up, you actually give teeth to your actual um, diversity efforts. That's why you'll see diversity, photos of companies that have employees that are doing things on their website, it'll say about us, you know, it's like in the about us, or it'll say in the community section. And they'll say, you know, we were helping underserved communities with a food drive this weekend to make sure that food insecure children had enough food for the weekend, or, you know, we are supporting LGBTQ with uh, the upcoming pride parade. And we're sponsoring three floats, you know, or whatever it might be. but. Put your money where your mouth is. You can't talk about diversity unless you're actually doing something. So what I would say is get into the community. And the other thing too is that, <clears throat> pardon me, sincerity shows. Sincerity shows. So a lot of people will like get into diversity for the wrong reasons. They'll be like, ha, let's make some money off of new customers and clients. That's not the approach. You will make money. You will make money and that's another business metric. But if you approach it from a sincere sincere effort of, how can we help you? We we wanna support our community, our community, all of the various people in our community and we can do a better job, but we'd like your help. How can we help you?
0: Kelly, I I can't agree with you any more than that. I can tell you just a quick backstory real quickly. When I first joined the agency, I was told to get involved in the community, serve on the boards, but make sure you're going in for the right reasons. Don't go in thinking, I'm gonna get this account, I'm gonna make sure we write the insurance and collect commission off of that because they will see right through you. So you're absolutely correct that you have to have that right mindset when going.
1: And I wanna build on that too, because I did have someone tell me that they joined like the black chamber of commerce, or perhaps it was the Hispanic chamber. But you know, the point is they wanted to get involved and that's not a bad thing is to support business, right? Right. Small businesses by minority owners and stuff. But they went to their first networking event and they worked the room and they said, "Um, do you know any black people we can hire? not okay. Yeah, Yeah. That's not the approach. You have have to earn that right. And you earn the right by helping first, then asking for help. Because then you've got some equity. Yeah.
0: So it's a great
1: question.
0: Absolutely. So another question we have, it's a very interesting question actually is, when we communicate to our agency, our interest in promoting diversity within our agency, how do we come across those not showing favoritism now towards one group over another?
1: then this is an easy one actually thanks for the softball it's a very important question but it's about inclusion and it's about saying all voices are welcome here and it's about saying all voices are welcome here because we value all employees and we all and we value all perspectives that's what diversity brings to the table it's not the color of your skin or the shape of your eyes i'm a diversity expert and i'm hardly diverse right i'm a middle-aged white lady so what i bring though is a perspective and different people have different perspectives and those backgrounds and perspectives are what shape a diverse team going forward with those perspectives that bring a holistic approach so you don't want to show favoritism to any one group you want to make the message clear that we're inclusive here at the xyz agency we value all of our employees and all the perspectives and we know that we can grow and succeed by tapping into those perspectives and figuring out how to do better and be better. That has no favoritism whatsoever. You're just basically saying, everybody's welcome. Now, I will say this is kind of a tangent, but I think it's important. If you're fortunate enough to have diverse people on your team, do not shine a spotlight on them in a meeting and say, <laughs> I'm not getting with all and say, Well, Cliff. As the gay man in the room, what do you think about, <laughs> right? I mean, like you can't do that. It's, you know, the employees, that's not their job is to like teach diversity. What you can say to everyone, and this shows no favoritism, no laser spotlight, when, is when you're having conversations and meetings, here's how you say it. Does anyone have any business or life experience that they wanna share that would help us do better on this project or our approach or whatever? Does anyone have any business? And then people will speak up or not. That's right. Great question though, thank you.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, great question. Um, Moving on to the next question, you know, along the same lines though, now looking from an opposite perspective, how do you actually control from your staff from now saying, oh, so-and-so got promoted only because they are and you know, in insert whatever the blank you want to put in there. Right. But how would a you respond woman, as an agency? A black under that?
1: woman? Yeah,
0: exactly. Um,
1: so here's the approach that I would take. It's twofold. okay, So one is just a straight answer and then one is a, okay, <laughs> If someone said that to me and I was working with them, first of all, they shouldn't be saying things like that because most companies have, you know, respect and inclusion as part of their core values. But if somebody does, say a comment like that, that I would reply with, I know I heard. It's so great that Rhonda got promoted. She is terrific. She has been working her butt off and I feel so proud that we're working for a company that sees talent and promotes that talent and continues to reward people with additional responsibilities and additional challenges. Isn't it great? So you come back, with, isn't it great? She deserves it. She's earned it. I mean, I just, I'm so happy to see her getting the recognition. And then if that person says, well, you know, she only got it because she's a woman, you know, she only got it because she's Hispanic or whatever. Then I would come back with and say, I'm sorry. Did you mean to say that the way you said it? Because when you shine a light on the other person, you're not getting angry. You're not, you know. I'm going to assume that you didn't mean that the way it sounded. Do you, do you want to tell me what you're talking about again? And 99% of the time people will go, never mind, because you called them on it right then and there and you didn't get angry and you didn't lecture, but you were like, I'm sorry, I'm going to, and then you say, I'm going to assume. So a little bit of assuming goodwill, but it's really not. (laughs) I'm going to assume that you didn't mean that the way it sounded people will back off like you would not believe and they are going to realize two things number one is we're not going to have those conversations here and number two check yourself you need to do some introspection on that if you think that that's why ronda got promoted then you don't know ronda very well
0: Exactly. It's almost like they're egging you on, but it's you've got to take the high road back out. Exactly. And you
1: have to be an ally and you have to support those people that get promoted and have, you know, additional responsibilities. It's something to celebrate, not, you know, a little on the side.
0: Absolutely. Is there So one of the questions that did come in, though, on this topic is what kind of training then can we provide to our staff to make sure that DEI is always constantly top of mind. I know it sounds weird as far as keeping it top of mind as it should always be, you know, an unconscious bias thought, but they're specifically asking what can we do to initially, I guess, highlight that more so with our staff.
1: This is the greatest question of all time (laughs) because, no, here's the answer. It's quite simple. What can we do to make sure that diversity, you know, is, is top of mind and is important? Keep talking about it keep bringing in trainers, keep bringing in speakers, keep having conversations that don't cost anything, break people into groups and have them talk about issues and and business issues that they wanna work on. Have the conversation because here's what I tell Fortune 500 CEOs, they'll bring me in, right? To talk to their leadership and I'll say, the worst thing that you can do is to bring me in And i talk to your c-suite because it, it starts at leadership and then it's launch and abandon that's the phrase i use so you can't have me come in and speak to your group in march and then you never bring diversity up again for the year you're checking it off and going all right well we have the diversity training in march it has to be an ongoing conversation that's how you keep it alive that's how you actually express sincerity because if employees know that you know wow we're always going to be talking about this then it's true if you think about let's say a manufacturing company do they ever stop talking about safety no they talk about it all the time because it matters and then what that communicates to an employee is wow they really have my back here they care about my safety and we are constantly getting updates and training and reminders of how to be safe you know working in a factory or something like that this is no different it's no different than technology People don't ever have a conversation about technology and then go, all right, well, that was the technology chat. All right, well. we'll, Check it off. We're done with that one. We'll probably (laughs) do some more next year. Have the conversations. And I would also say, don't feel like you have to push the elephant up the stairs by yourself. Ask your team. What do you struggle with? What do you want to talk about? Nothing's off the table. I mean, I really love some of these questions because they're raw. You know that question about how do you how do you address an empl- uh, you know an employee who's saying something disparaging about a minority who got who got promoted? This is where the rubber meets the road. These are the conversations people struggle with, and the only way they're going to get the answers if, is if we give them the tools. Absolutely. So I foster these kind of conversations, but I would say the the one word answer to your question is consistency.
0: Perfect.
1: Don't launch and abandon. Be consistent in your conversations.
0: Would you even go a step further and just say, you know, like you mentioned, if we had an agenda that we sent out for our monthly meetings or staff meetings, I mean, Would it almost be like too blatant if you just put out there, this is our diversity top versus just saying, this is what we should be discussing.
1: Because again, I mean, I I have clients like Toyota, when they have a meeting, they have a very specific agenda and they'll say, okay, "Okay, first, we're going to hear from sales and marketing. Then we're going to hear from the IT department with what's new, blah, 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 blah. You know, and they have these things. And then I would have a, you know, Roman numeral number three or four or whatever it is and say, what's new in diversity. Or what have we learned about DEI in the last month or since we had our last meeting? Keep it alive and put it on the agenda. That's what gives it legitimacy. And that's what starts to really sink into people's heads that this is a business tool. We are talking about this because it works. It works. And so, you don't stop doing things that work, and if you if you put it on the agenda, and again, you can say, what have we learned in the last 30 days? Did anybody have an experience that they want to share? Was there an you know was there an insight? What have we learned, or what are we doing next on this? What other diverse members and teams, can, uh, uh, community members, can we serve?
0: And I love the analogy you made on that last comment about how manufacturing never talks about safety. It's Never like you are you talking to the insurance agency. You're talking to the risk managers of the world.
1: <laughs> right. right. So talk about the stuff that matters all the time. It Absolutely. doesn't matter on Monday and then not matter on Thursday.
0: Absolutely. So one question, actually, this is a, this is a good one. And, you know, it's, it's one that has been brought up in the past is what's the best way to address, uh, address, excuse me, pronoun preferences within, not just your employee staff, but also your customer base.
1: That's an excellent question. Sometimes our pronouns are clear because either the person will use them themselves and they'll say like, me and my girlfriends, you know what, I mean, you get a sense and appearance tells a lot as well, um, but you get a sense and, and trust your instinct on that. If you're not sure, ask. The most respectful thing to do is ask. It's funny because I have you know friends who have kids and there's a blended family. And so they were out at like an outdoor festival or something like that. And the parents were talking about an individual who was standing, you know, 50 feet away or whatever, and they were very unsure of their gender identity, you know, and how they want to present. And so their 12 year old son goes, let me go ask because like kids don't worry about this, right? They're, they've been brought up in this world. Kid goes over and says, excuse me, what are your pronouns? And the person you know, answered with, you know, he. And so they're like, okay, thank you so much. You know, these are my parents here. And they like, it made an introduction and the parents were like, wow, it really is that simple. Yeah. <laughs> it really is that simple, ask. I have, I have um, several transgender uh, and gender fluid friends and what they will do is they'll say, I might present female one day and male the other and so I might be wearing a dress and high heels one day and the next day I'm not. And so ask me because I might say I'm gender fluid, but you can call me she today. Uh, today I'm presenting as a woman. You know, it can change. And asking is the most respectful thing. If you try to guess, I kind of feel like that's disrespectful. Just ask.
0: Absolutely. It's the things we can learn from our kids.
1: <laughs> right. Right, and the kid's brave enough. He's like, "Well, hang on a second. Like, Let me go ask." <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I'll teach mom and dad a thing or two. There yeah. you go. Yeah,
1: perfect.
0: Well, well learning said-
1: that in school, they're learning to be inclusive, and they're learning, you know, to to be inclusive. And their schools are very diverse, and so
0: exactly, yeah,
1: they're not freaked out by it.
0: Another question that came in regarding our employees: It's are certain hairstyles or visible tattoos or piercings. Still seen as unprofessional, even if they're not obscene.
1: That's a great question. As we know, the world is changing, and what used to be called, you know, professional appearance—that like eliminated braids, piercings, tattoos, you know, even funky clothes—most organizations are really, really lightening up on the dress code or abandoning it altogether. And what they're asking for instead is—and this is literally the words a neat and tidy appearance. That's what, that's what you want. You want a neat and tidy appearance. And so that's what you can ask of your employees. If they look sloppy, then you've got an issue. You don't look neat and tidy. You look sloppy, you know, etc. But, and I know that's subjective, but I'm just saying neat and tidy appearance is where it's at right now. And the world has changed. Nobody looks even twice at tattoos anymore. Nobody. I mean, when I was growing up, it meant something unsavory. You know, you were either a felon, you know, or you were in a gang or you were some motorcycle dude. I mean, these things that my parents did not like. Exactly. But now everybody has a tattoo. And you know, one of my friends who's like 65, she has the word believe tattooed on her wrist. She is so not your normal person to get a tattoo she's not that She she lost her mom and she said my mom always oh. used to say believe you know so tattoos are part of us same thing with piercings and that's part of self-expression and that's where business is going to but you can put the you know stake in the ground on neat and tidy appearance
0: perfect i love that answer that's great um so i guess another question that did come up is it actually it's it's an honest question that's coming from an agency owner is how can they keep their own biases in check? Hmm. you know it's a journey. They even, they even prefaced it with growth is a journey and I wanna be able to recognize and apologize appropriately when these unconscious biases bubble up. So very, very honest. These are all coming in anonymously too, just to let you know. So we don't know who this is, but again, I think that's this great. is a good thing to address.
1: I think that's a great question. It's honest, it's heartfelt. So thank you, whoever asked this. And what you're doing right now is exactly what you should be doing is just keep reading, keep learning, keep educating and, um, and keep learning because, you know, this isn't one of these like flip a light switch. And it's not like you're doing a software training where you learn how to click this and click that and make things happen. This is a very, very, um, social and personal, uh, endeavor. And, um, I think, I would I would say reflect more talk to people try to expand your circle too. try to expand your circle like I've added some people in my life in the last couple of years that I never would have thought that I would have become friends with but we do and what what links us is not the color of our eyes or you know the color of our skin it's people that I find that we enjoy each other and we have you know a great time together and we maybe share a hobby or something like that but make Leave yourself open to what I call the intersection of random. The intersection of random is when someone that comes into your life, business, neighbor, whatever it is, don't, don't assume anything. Just go with it. You know, um, you never know where that intersection of random is going to lead you and what and how it can change perspective and stuff. Here's an example that I think everybody will be able to relate to. Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Okay, right? They have a show, a cooking show. The reason that they were got a show is because the producers were expecting them to have chaos and conflict, right? She's the grand dame of lifestyle, New Hampshire, you know, New England lifestyle, and he's a weed-smoking rapper, and he's very proud of his weed-smoking. I mean, everybody knows. They thought they were going to clash, and they were looking for the clash, right? Because that's good ratings, right? They're looking for the clash and the chaos. What they didn't bank on was that the two of them were going to sincerely, deeply hit it off. And that shows on screen. And they have become legitimately off screen, the best of friends. And everybody who ever watches that show picks up on it. It's not just for the camera, it's real. And in fact, I think I read something about how Martha Stewart just made Snoop Dogg the executor of her estate. Wow. Right that's a good friend right yeah what i think is so cool is that to me is like a personification of the intersection of random never would these two people be thrown together and and click but guess what they did don't fight it go with it and so i think the more you learn the more you engage the more you're going to feel confident about your conversations with people and you're going to realize that people are people you know people are people we all want the same things we want to live in good safe communities we want our kids to be healthy and smart you know we want the same things and the perspective is what differs in the experiences so i think that's great the one thing i want to add to this though is when we are dealing with our own unconscious bias or maybe it's not unconscious maybe it's absolutely conscious is um stepping in dog do and unintentionally offending someone saying the wrong thing and we can tell about it two ways one is it comes out of our mouth and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. Like right there in the moment, you're like, ah, how do you hit the rewind button on that? Or you say something to the other person and you don't know what you said, but you said something because they immediately, (laughs) right? The body language, right? Or it feels like the temperature in the room just dropped 50 degrees, right? Exactly. So here's how you handle that, because this is important, is, apologize and accept your responsibility so in the first scenario right i know what i said i said something really stupid and it came out of my mouth before i could you know and then i say brandon i'm so sorry what i just said was wrong and inappropriate i am sorry that's not gonna happen again i'm sorry and then you stop talking because the next words if you keep talking out of your mouth are going to be but what i was trying to say brandon was and that's <laughs> that comes across like justification. Right. Just apologize. Just apologize and then stop talking. Don't try to explain why you said it or what you meant. That almost doesn't matter. It's just I said something. Now, what if you don't know what you said? You get the vi- visual cues, you get the, you know, the chill in the air, and you don't know what you said, but clearly it's something that upset the other person or wanted to shut the conversation down. You can ask, these are these conversations that we need to have. So I'm going to use you again, Brandon, as an example, Absolutely. right? So I'm talking to you and then, you know, your body stiffens up and you're like, giving me the look, right? Right. And I might say something like, Brandon, I don't, please tell me why, what I just said offended. I want to know. I can clearly tell that I offended you, but I'm actually unclear what it was that I said, please tell me, I need to know. No one is ever going to just slam the door in your face and walk out. And then they're going to tell you. And then you can say, thank you for telling me that. I appreciate it. And not but. And I'm really sorry. That's not going to happen again. And now I see why it was so inappropriate. And I'm really sorry. And then stop talking.
0: (laughs) I love that it's simple, but powerful and and sincere. Absolutely.
1: And we're all going to do it. We're all going to do it. I mean, um, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you two words right now. This is the bonus round. Okay. (laughs) Two words to eradicate from your language right now and for your team to eradicate from their language right now that you should never say again. And those two words are you people or those people. Not okay. Even when it's wrapped in a compliment like this. I have a some a client one time who said to um, a group of Hispanic uh, vendors, I just love how you people are so faith and family oriented. So it's a compliment, right? Faith right. And I love that. But it was still you people. What right. that does is create that otherness with us. Okay. Uh, you're, you're not like me and you're not like the rest of us is what it's communicating. Here's a better way because we are curious about different cultures, especially. Right. So don't say... What do you people eat for Hanukkah? <laughs> a Jewish friend who said literally this somewhere asked, what do you people eat for Hanukkah? But if you're curious, say it like this. What's a traditional food served at Hanukkah and how does your family like to celebrate? We can ask the questions that we wanna ask, but you don't create an otherness with the other person by saying you people are those people. Nothing good can come of those words. It's not inclusive. It's not inclusive. It's building a wall between whoever us is and them.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, going back to that last question that you mentioned about how you were talking to me and if I am the employee now and this, you know, just I know there's always that fear of retribution if someone's going to come back at me. There's risk. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess what's the best way as an employee? And I know a lot of the people that are joining that, that are on our You know, our webinar right now, our agency owners, but as an employee, I guess that fear of, can I talk back to my boss and correct them? I think, is there a specific way that can be done without having to have that fear of saying, God, you know, I I said something bad and, or I'm going to basically correct my boss hopefully there's nothing that's gonna come back after me because obviously I'm just trying to correct them and, and be very sincere as far as that goes. So
1: I, I got a little, I need a little more. So would that person in that situation be a bystander? Their boss is the one who's saying something offensive, right? Correct. But they're a the bystander and then it's tricky because they're higher up and you know. Sure. Um, it is important to speak up and here's why. If you don't, the re- what it communicates to, let's say the rest of the room or to even yourself is that's who we are here wow that's who we are here so what you know what i often say is um jeremy i'm going to assume that you didn't mean that the way it sounded because it sounded really you know it, it sounded really not inclusive and not respectful and our core values here are respect and inclusiveness inclusion or whatever and that that did not come out, right? I, I don't think you meant it that way. Did you like, so you have to be respectful of your boss, right? right. But that one of two things is going to happen. The boss is either going to double down on it, in which case you do have a problem. <laughs> no, they're not, or but 99% of the time they're going to go. Well, that's not what I was trying to say. I, yeah, I said it badly or whatever. And then say, then tell me again, what are we what are we talking about here? Let's talk about it. Because work is risk. You know, if your uncle Eddie says something racist, sexist, not okay at the dinner table. You can handle that as a family, but in your work, stick to business, stick to business. You can't go wrong with that. Like, And if your, if your company has values, if your agency has values, then that's the time to hold up those values right then and there and say, I'm gonna assume you didn't mean that the way it sounded. So you're giving grace. You're giving that person an out. Okay, you're getting you're letting them have the chance to correct it right then and there and go, oh, my gosh, I I did not mean it like that. That was poorly worded. And they could say, tell me what you meant. Let's let's talk about that. But then if that person is doubling down, then you say, you know, one of our one of our core values here is respect. And one of our core values is inclusion. And I felt I feel like that comment was neither respectful nor, you know, um, demonstrating inclusion. And I'm bothered by it. Your boss is not going to fire you because you said, I'm bothered by it. No,
0: you're absolutely. trying
1: to understand your work culture and it, and it makes a difference because if you don't speak up, then you're going to walk away with what's called bystander guilt and bystander guilt is the worst, because if you say nothing and no one else does either, then what it communicates to everyone is like, wow, that's, that's who we are here. Uh, no one, no one spoke up, including me. And that guilt is so corrosive that actually there's research that shows that people will end up not always, but but can end up leaving a job because they feel so uncomfortable about their own role in not saying something. So speak up respectfully, diplomatically, professionally, don't go off on somebody. That's not here's another here's another thing I often say is nobody ever changed their mind because they were told they were stupid. Okay, so we have to go at this from a learning standpoint and try to better people not to, you know, talk about how stupid they are. Most people just don't know how to talk about this.
0: No, thank you. No, I mean, like I said, I I know there's people that are out there that are listening and and hearing this and going, what can I do? What can I say? So I think that's why this just kind of had to be addressed. Uh, I think we're down to our last couple questions. Okay. Um, And thank you again for staying on. We're almost twice our time limit right now. And for those that are still joining us, But uh, one question that came in is regarding our advertising materials. How can we ensure that our advertising materials that we're sending out to our clientele are not offensive and they're showing the inclusivity?
1: Well, that's really it, show inclusivity, okay? (laughs) um, Truly, I mean, it starts with that, is if if you're gonna advertise that you are truly trying to um, market to and put the welcome mat out for diverse community members. Okay. So again, it's not this, right? It's not that like, let's make some money. It's more, how do we put the welcome mat out and let people know that we value everyone in the community. We might ourselves not be that diverse, but everyone is welcome here at the ABC agency or, you know, whatever it is. So you do that by starting with images on your website. There's a number one rule in marketing, which is people respond to images that they relate to, either that look like them or what they aspire to be. So start diversifying the imagery that you use. If you're talking about insurance for a family, then show a blended family, show a mixed race family, show different kinds of families, show a single mom, you know, show all different kinds of families, show different races, ethnicities, um, LGBTQ community, show it. That's how you're gonna put the welcome mat out. You don't have to bring a Kong you know, or oh, sorry, a gong, a gong. You don't have to ring a bell. You don't have to beat a drum. You just have to actually put it out there. Um, and then the, here's the phrase that I would use We welcome, you know, we welcome everyone in the community and we're working hard to better serve our community, all of our community. Better serve. You're not saying bring your money here. It's going to come anyway. Right. But if you show, images that people can respond to. My best gay boyfriend, Cliff, is actually interviewing for a new job right now. And he called me last night because he had his second round and he you know, looks very promising. And he is a, a very out, open gay man. And he was telling me that the, he's he works for a church, like in the administrative side. And he said that um, he was really excited about interviewing with them because he checked out their website. And all over the website, it had all kinds of communities that they're putting the welcome map out for veterans disabled you know single parents lgbtq i mean who's not going to feel and he said it made me feel so good that they were actually putting that out there instead of just saying we value diversity but there's no evidence of that on the website right you can't say we value diversity and there's no evidence of that either have diverse imagery in your marketing and and or um have your images of your teams doing something in these other communities right maybe it's you know you're sponsoring a race and all of the proceeds from the race go to you know building a museum uh, that reflects native american culture or you know whatever it might be but you gotta do it and you gotta show it because people aren't gonna look at your website and just go oh this looks nice and clinical great
0: (laughs) well you know it's funny that you mentioned that because actually i i've had I've heard of other businesses where they are advertising, you know, they use the photos that are kind of out there showing a the diverse work staff and whatever it may be, but unfortunately their actual staff didn't quite reflect that look. And, the, and it was not to any fault of the agency owner or excuse me, it wasn't even an agency, but to the owner of the business because they were actually trying to start to recruit a diverse staff and bring, really make it, you know, an, an issue to bring in you know, more diversity within their, their business. But when the applicants were coming in and they were looking at what was on the website versus what was in actuality, it didn't quite match up. Here's how so. you
1: handle that. That's an extremely common question. So thank you for bringing that up mm-hmm. because many organizations are not very diverse and they really have their hearts in the right place and they really have you know their business effort going forward on this, but they don't look at it diverse and it's gonna take time. You don't just instantly change your staff. So what you say in those circumstances is, we want to better serve all of our community that's what you can say on the website when you're showing these images we want to better serve all of our community and that's a business comment when people come in or when you're at a job fair wherever it is and you're not very diverse then what you can say is you know at our agency we are not very diverse and we know it and we're working really hard to change it and so we're looking for people to bring on who can help us make the changes that we need to make and be part of this opportunity to go forward and start to diversify our team because we know the value of it we just don't have it. That kind of honesty and openness there are people who will absolutely take that challenge. I was working with a law firm and you know law firms are like partners are like old white men right and that's where the money is you work like a dog for eight years to make partner and what they were finding is the whiteness of the partnership, all the applicants coming out of school with law degrees were diverse. Okay, so they're marketing and recruiting at job fairs and all the applicants are taking one look at that higher level of people, the partners and seeing no one who looks like themselves. And they're like, why should I spend eight years trying to make partner here? I don't know if I'm even going to make it with this group. And you've got to hit that head on and say, we know we're not very diverse. And we know we need to change that, and so we're looking for people who can help us do that. And they said that approach has been super uh, uh, successful. That there are people who are like, no, no, that's not for me, or people who are like, I will help. Like that's a very entrepreneurial mindset, and very much of a brave pioneer. And like, I'll help. I'll be your first woman. I'll be your first, you know, black person. I'll be your first uh, Muslim or whatever. And then, and then you have to set individuals who are diverse, if you're not diverse, up for success. You don't just show them the ropes one day and then let them fail. They have to succeed because right. their success is going to be what you're going to learn from.
0: Absolutely. I, I know within our agency, we always kind of show them that path to, to success. And so they know ahead of time that there is there is a route that we can go. So yeah. absolutely. And it's going
1: to take time, but we need help. I mean, you're not going to fire your all white staff tomorrow and then try to, <laughs> but you just have to put it out there before right. they can think it. Right? Right. For they, diverse candidates is what I mean. Before they can think, oh my gosh, what, what, oh my God, how patronizing. Look, they're trying to be diverse, but like everybody here is white. But if you say humbly and sincerely, we're not very diverse, we got to change that. And we're working hard to do so. But we lack the perspectives of diverse people and what that brings to the table from a business standpoint. That's what we're looking for. Not only your talent, but your perspective. That's a legitimate conversation.
0: Perfect. I know we're I think we're at our time and Kelly thank you again and for everyone that is still joining us I know it was supposed to be 20 minutes we're now 45 minutes in so again I love it and just for all of those that are joining us now just letting you know Kelly this was supposed to be a teaser for actually our diversity luncheon at the legislative conference where Kelly will be our guest speaker so for those of you that have not signed up for the luncheon it will be on Friday April 28th um Kelly will be our guest speaker like I said you As she mentioned, the best conversations are those hallway conversations I remembered. So she will be available even after her talk at our luncheon to talk with whatever you may want it. So it's almost an Ask Me Live in person (laughs) with Kelly at that event. And just to let you know also with our diversity council, she's graciously part of our speaker series. So we will actually have Kelly again virtually uh, sometime in the summer to help give a, uh, to do another talk with us. Uh, Kelly, thank you so much again for everything, and for everyone that joined us, thank you also. Uh, for those of you that have a story for Agency Nation Radio, you can also contact us at hello@agencynation.com. At and lastly, just a pitch for our Diversity Council. Uh, we wanted to make sure that everyone is aware that we have launched a four part workshop series that is geared on basically trying to implement a DEI program within your agency. You can visit us at independentagent.com backslash inclusive agency. Or if you just need other resources regarding DEI, you could go to independentagent.com backslash diversity. Any final words, Kelly?
1: My final words are, I took a quick scan through the chat here to look at the comments while you were going through your housekeeping stuff. And thank you everyone for telling me that this was helpful. This is how the conversations start. So I want to thank you for joining for this conversation. You made it important in your day. And I know you're busy and you stayed on long past the time. (laughs) And I want to thank, I want to thank the big eye for continuing to have these conversations. We are walking the walk in terms of don't launch and abandon we are going to continue these conversations and I hope to meet every one of you in DC in a month
0: that's right in a month for now less than a month
1: <laughs> yeah Perfect. thanks everybody
0: thank you.